Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, hello everyone. It's in the lyrics, new fresh episode. I, I know you've enjoyed the last episode with Shay Sampson. Uh, this episode is going to be very, very special. Well, every episode is going to be special in their own right. Uh, this person I'm talking about comes all the way from Nigeria. However, he's stationed in Canada. He plays many instruments as well. The first time I met him was in 2019. He was doing a live recording. I was very, very much impressed with the setup and what I saw at the time. Welcome to the show, Gabriel. Hi, Shane. Good to see you again. Thank you for having me on your show. Yeah, man. Um, now still in the midst of this pandemic and unfortunately it doesn't seem I'm going to make it over to Canada this year. Oh, that sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> it does it it does sucks um i miss canada man canada is like my second home i i miss that place especially in edmonton um beautiful people um hmm. music for days uh it's so so enjoyable but enough about me though hmm. <laughs> <laughs> about me um hmm. I, I mean gabriel when i first went to your recording i was so wild um at the time because it was my first experience being in the midst of a recording session oh. live recording wow. i know that <laughs> then really you had a lot of challenges and crazy stuff happening behind the scenes mm -hmm. and it's like but yet despite all of that the concert was amazing like um as you know you know my favorite song um <laughs> You know, I can't remember the name of it, but I remember the background singing the part, um, I'll be with you. And I was like, Gabriel, when am I going to see this album? When am I going to see this project? I'm, oh. I'm hungry. I am starving to get this project in my hand. Mm. It, it's like, so that I can hear, you know, like, while well, I don't remember saying anything in the crowd, but just to like remember the imagery, uh, the experience and all the stuff. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. I, I am eager for it. I'm very, very eager for it. It's such a beautiful, beautiful thing to be part of that historic occasion. Well, thank you. But I mean, we're going to carry right back to the beginning of your musical journey. So I mean, like, when when did you discover music wow that's that's a pretty interesting question i i'll say i was born with music it's it it's just something in the family 
Um, my father of blessed memory was a beautiful musician. He was a trumpet player. He was a percussionist. He was a singer. He he wrote. He he was just a performance performer, if if you like, if you if I want to put it that way. So. I grew up like you see, you know, sometimes when you're talking, you see me and my little boy always messing around in the studio. So I grew up meeting him, doing his thing in, in the music, and I just picked it up. At the age of six, I was already playing the trumpet. What? Yes. At six years? At the years age old, of six dude? years. And I played that for 26 years wow. before I stopped. <laughs> Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's different. I, I I know for people who play the piano, but a trumpet? Yes. Six? Yes, trumpet, six, at the age of six. It's interesting because um, I stopped playing the trumpet accidentally. It's not like I wanted to stop. I fell in love with the saxophone, but I didn't realize I was going to lose my embouchure in the process. Because the 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 embouchure technique is not the same with the trumpet. The trumpet is round and the saxophone is flat. So what happened is mm. um, my lower embouchure got flattened. It couldn't hold the the horns as it should because I played it, the saxophone for many years before I touched the trumpet again. So that's how I just lost touch of it. It's still there, but it's probably going to take me some weeks or some months to find my embouchure back. And, but I'm, I'm okay with, with where I'm at with the saxophone. So yeah, so I started at the age of six. Um, you know how it is. We are, we are literally church kids, right? So... I was mm -hmm. actively involved in, in the church music. By the time I was 11, Dad used to travel with me on some occasions and all that. So he, he exposed me quite early. You know, so, yeah. Wow. I didn't play any other instrument till at least seven years after I started playing trumpet, and which was the piano. So I got a, a brief lesson from a piano teacher and um at that time I didn't realize what happened but we he stopped so years later I understood that his his father passed so he left I didn't I was left without a piano teacher I ended up teaching myself so I had to wow I had to read read the uh, rudiments of music there is this um a music book called Understanding Music by Annie Waberton, if I recall correctly. So I followed that book. It the signs, the musical signs and all that were strange to me, but because I could read, <laughs> I I read it religiously. I read book one, book two, book three. By the time I was in book three, I had gotten grounded with the theories and all that. So I taught myself every other instrument apart from the trumpet. I'm learning something new, guys. I'm, yep. I'm learning something new. I'm being blown away as I'm listening. 
I mean, Gabriel, like, like, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm just in awe right now. Um, I'm, I'm just in awe right now because I, I know, like, <laughs> for me, I dabble with keys. I, I dabble with keys. And when I see the theory of music is like mm -hmm. a different language, like yeah. what, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what, what is this? <laughs> uh, it's yeah it's 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 like that too for every word at first in fact because when when i found out that this is what i wanted to really do that was why i decided to say you know what let me just go and read music you know but by the time i got to the school i realized that most of the things i i needed to know from from them because of the school curriculum that i've known a major part of it already you know but it was still a blessing because i got further exposures by going to school you know got other challenges and all that but most of the things i could play naturally by ears if i hear anything i could just pick it up and some of them will just take me a little bit of time, but I could pick it up and just deal with it that way. So I had that edge, and I loved what I was doing. So I had to patiently study to understand the concept of harmony, theory-wise. Naturally, I, I I know what harmony sounds like. I know what this part should sing, and, but, you know, the theory is... A different ball game. There are rules you have to follow. There, are, but I was lucky to also have a lecturer who, who taught me early that you know rules are meant to be broken. So you learn the rules, you break it, but always remember to defend yourself as to the reason why that rule was broken. So that like that was like oh okay fine that that's okay by me so you know I got such kind of exposures by meeting someone or some people who could say do this don't do this do that don't do this I ended up studying theory and composition uh, like yeah theory and composition major yeah and then um, piano was my minor. Piano was my major instrument. Trumpet was my minor instrument in school because I've already been playing the trumpet for years. And then um, my area of specialization when I got to my third and final year was theory and composition. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So regarding with um, some writing, where, where did that come in? It's the same thing. It was. It's. It's just natural thing, you know. But the environment we. I. I grew up. University of Nigeria and Soka. It's. It's an academic environment. You had these students who believe that if you're not a music student, your musicianship is crap, kind of. And so I'm like, oh, if that if that is the case, no worries. I'm gonna study the music, but. We, in in all sense of humility, every time we we met those students, 
they were blown away by what the so-called illiterate musicians could do. Mm. You know, but <laughs> but you know, if I had allowed, if I had allowed the school system to get into me, or if I had started music from the school, I probably wouldn't be as good as I was. You know, because of how the institution is over there. It's different from when you go to a place like maybe Berkeley or Trinity College of Music London and all that. It's different. This is in Africa, some of the... When I, I think back this, sometimes now I just laugh because some of the curriculums we are elementary, too elementary for it to be a high institution um, learning course. But that's what they could offer. Over time, you know, it has improved. But back in my time, we <laughs> whatever we were given, that's what we 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 made do for. If you if you wanted to be better, you did the research yourself. You you pushed yourself. You did all all those things. But it helped me a lot because I understand. I already know the concept of harmony. I understood the laws. I did a little bit of counterpoint, you know, especially being um, from the church background, you know, I was exposed to all kinds of choral music, hymns, and all that. So I could bring those things to bear in in my real life experience as I, I studied and grew. It helped. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. It's in the lyrics and we are doing something special that's never been done before. We now have created a special playlist for each musician and artist where you can see their music featured on the playlist. To find the playlist on Spotify, search for It's In The Lyrics Playlist. All caps, It's In The Lyrics Playlist. There you will find the musician featured and some of their songs on our playlist. Very shortly, we are going to have a special playlist placed on YouTube where you can see some of their material or music video. This will ensure to support and increase awareness and streams for the musician so that it will bless more people. So click away and enjoy that playlist. If you would like to support this podcast financially, you can now do so via our Patreon page. You can sign up as little as $5 a month, and the more you give, the more you get in return. We will have additional content and features which will be only be shared on Patreon. You can check out at our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash Shane Linton Music. That is S-H-A-N-E-L-Y-N-T-O-N music. This will ensure that we can continue to make this podcast. 
Also, you can share this podcast link with your friends and loved ones on your social media pages and platform. And tag us that we can personally tell you, thank you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Welcome back to It's In The the Lyrics. I'm here with Gabriel. Um, Some of you may know him as simply Gabriel. And man, coming coming from the last segment, like a wealth of of knowledge you have experienced, like carrying your, sharpening your skills and carrying it to another level. You know, like, can you remember your very, very first song that you wrote? Yes. <laughs> I remember this vividly because um, my very first song was um, written off of the Psalms. You know, I've, in fact, that was way back in 90, 91, 92. So... <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Wow." <laughs> no, no, it's not a bad thing. I mean, I mean, I was in that era. It's like yeah. you carry me right by. Yeah, like, so wow. I wrote um, a, a couple of songs from the Psalms, but the very first one was um, Psalm ninety-two. Hmm. Yeah, it's um. A reggae song. I took it from the international version. I took some of the. If you like, I could, I could sing it for you a little bit. But <laughs> sure. I I mean, it's it's cool. You want to sing a little bit of it? Okay. So um, I got my acoustic here. Let's try and see. Mm. Ah. I'll sing on a lower key. It's it's. Is that okay? Sure, sure. He's good to praise the Lord. 
make music to your name most high to proclaim your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night I'll leave the rest oh, out <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That that is beautiful, man. Like when when you perform, well, not perform, but when you minister that song for the first time, you know, like your first ever song for the first time, like what was that like? What was that process while you were doing that as you were standing before maybe 50, 20, 100, couple hundred thousand people? <laughs> Interestingly, that song, I have never ministered it before the crowd, apart from the fact that I recorded it in a demo. But subsequently, I've recorded other songs. And every time I stood in the before the audience, first of all, to me, it's, it's like a whole new experience, right? And sometimes at the back of my mind, I'm like, are you sure you're the one doing this or it's it is someone else, you know? It, it kept me humble because I wanted to always do more. I knew I could always do more, but seeing the reaction I'm, I'm seeing encouraged me to understand the fact that even the little I thought I had was a big deal out there, you know, so... <laughs> It's 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 always left me inspired and encouraged, basically. And sometimes when I come out of that experience, I find myself writing a fresh song, just just like that. So it's been a rewarding experience. Mm. So at this time, like in 1992, this this is before college. You were still in uh, what you would call high school yes. at this juncture? Okay. Yes. So this was high school. Um, if we go by the North American, or how you guys grade things here, not South American grading, I should be in grade, grade nine when I wrote that song. Mm. Yeah. So like... You would be like um, around early early teens, somewhere around there. Yes, I was fifteen. Mm, fifteen years old. Mm. Mm -hmm. Around grade nine, grade ten, thereabouts. So, like, mm. when your family heard and your friends, did they get the opportunity to actually hear your first song? And what was that like? Yes, my my family, my immediate family did. My, in fact, my my dad was always so proud of me. He he will oftentimes ask me to make sure I understand the rudiments of music, so I can write my music properly. I understood the tonic sofa, but the thing was, I didn't write it the standard way so I could actually write the, the notes and not remember the melody because I didn't write it properly. 
those are some of the things that actually prepared me to go um, into studying the theory and mu of music. And whatever book he found, whatever materials he felt will be useful to me. He bought it. If he couldn't buy it over there, it's, it's legal to photocopy things. He could photocopy and just send them to me. You know, so he was... My dad was proud. He kept some of those. Some of my songs he kept. I, I, I couldn't even remember I had anything like that. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 Yeah. That does. That's like so cool. Like you, you, you have a father that would have had a father that was so supportive, and so loving and so mm -hmm. involved in your musical journey. Yeah. Like that is so crucial. To, to any parent being in the child's life, like giving that strong support, you know, and he was he was my number one influence. He was. And, um, you know, one thing my father never stopped doing was to show me people he believes that I have the capability of becoming like or uh, even more. You know, and for every genre or every instrument I played, he at least showed me a few people. One of, for the trumpet, he oftentimes, who, he called him Sachmo, you know, that's Louis Armstrong. He would play all kinds of, he would say, listen, listen to the improvisation, listen to how the arrangements are coming, listen to the harmonies. You know, and then he will, he will say, make sure you understand the rudiments of music so you can be like these guys. You know, he, he didn't, uh, he wasn't musically educated. His musica musicianship was natural, but he was extremely good. You know, so... It was extremely good to the point that even the music students comes to him for, for practical uh, trainings and <laughs> experiences, right? You know, so he was my number one. Uh, it's it's interesting that you say that because, like earlier in the conversation, you were pretty much saying that people in college levels like. Nah, y'all ain't ready, blah, 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 because you have to be in college. Yeah. Now you will have in a situation where people are going to your dad who's never been to college they come to him, yes. that has this natural ability mm. of playing. Yeah, yes. He Mind blowing. <laughs> Mind blowing. That I can, I can uh, say re regarding with that. I, I just wanted to transition into some of the songs that I've listened to recently and I uh, mean, Gabriel, you have some amazing music out there. And mm -hmm. for those that are listening, guys, you need to check this guy out. He has some amazing music and I am, I'm still hungry for the live one live stuff, but thank you. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's almost, it's going to be out very soon. You know, you're, your your friend is almost done with it and um yeah like you rightly stated it, it, there was a lot of challenges but we pulled through 
I was determined not to do that live recording again because the experience that night was tangibly powerful. So, but we've, yeah, we, we are like 80%, 85% done. Yeah, because it's like with live, you can't, you can't get struck by lightning twice. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you just you, can't. You, there are experiences yeah. you can't recreate no matter no. how much you try. Mm -mm. It's gonna be a it's, different thing altogether. Exactly, it's one in a million. Like, yeah. And even and even if you get close, it's still not going to be the same. Mm -hmm. I I refuse to do certain things. My voice was literally cracked that night, but that's mm -hmm. how I want it in the recording. I want people to know that this was real. This it's not like we went back to the studio and started singing everything again. No, this was as as it is. Yeah. Whatever the errors, whatever the perfections, this is how. For, because I believe that's how you know creativity ought to be. Like it, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it has to mm -hmm. be human. Yeah, you know, yeah. That, the authentic voice, organic. Exactly. You know, uh, the authenticity, authenticity has to be seen, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because like, I was listening. It was last year i think after adele released her um single at that time mm -hmm. uh easy on me there was a guy that was listening to the review and there was an era in her song she was a little pitchy and the guy was like i like it exactly i i like it and the reason why because sometimes musicians when they in recording any process for the producer I am also guilty of this <laughs> where you want things to be absolutely perfect. perfect. We all are. We all are, but it you see, perfection is 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 um uh, how do I put it now? Perfection for me is like a mirage. Mm -hmm. You know? You know what I mean by mirage, right? So like in Back in Africa, where we are, we we have very dry. When it's dry season, it's very dry. But when you're looking forward, the heat from the sun will make it look as if there is water on the floor or there is stream on the floor. But when you get to that point, you find out there's it's nothing. It's just heat and yep. reflection. Yeah. So that's what I mean by mirage. That's what perfection is like. The more you grow, the more you find out you you continue growing. You know, um, mm -hmm. we strive to attain perfection. We don't attain perfection. Mm -hmm. For, as far as I'm concerned, the perfect people are either not yet born or they are in the grave. Mm. You know, so allow the human element to be there. Allow the. It's not like we intentionally make serious errors, but like the thing you pointed out, if it is that minute thing. Leave it there. It's it's part of the 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 creative process. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. You're you're right about that. I mean, like when I look at um, like even with your music, Nigeria. In our previous conversations, recent conversations that we've been having, mm -hmm. and and the latest stuff material that you're working on. Mm. I'm I'm just amazed because it's like I am not a calypso person. I 
I really am not a Calypso person. Mm -hmm. Some people might be listening to that. Are you not from Barbados? Are you not from the Caribbean? Like, why would you not like Calypso music? I just really don't. It depends. Like, social commentary, I have appreciation to what we will call social commentary mm -hmm. and stuff. What always fascinated me in recent years between the relationship indirectly with Africa and the Caribbean, obviously with the historic uh, background of slavery and the slave trade and that mm -hmm. type of thing. And what amazed me, let me tell you something for those that are listening. Recently, Gabriel sent me a track on WhatsApp. And as I'm listening to this track, I am just scratching my head. I'm like, did Gabriel listen to Gabby or did he listen to Red Placid by? Did he listen to Shadow? You know, you know, guys that are well known in the Caribbean because he did something that that blew me out the water. He's like, did he da 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 da? I like, like, what? <laughs> but that's Calypso. <laughs> With like, all the street drums and all the percussions. Yeah, well, I was like, <laughs> what is he doing? You know, not understanding is like, hey, I, I've, I've never had a Calypso record. I've never heard of any of those guys you mentioned. He's clueless. He yeah, is I'm, totally clueless. I'm, I'm going to research them, though. <laughs> yeah, he, he's clueless to these people. He does not yeah. know Red Plastic Bag. He does not know Gabby. He does not know Shadow. He does not know um, maybe Michelle Mantano, you know. He has no clue. None Clueless. of none of those. Silt. But what what blow me out the water is that as you were telling me over the phone recently, that even though slavery happened, even though slavery happened, you can take the certain things that happen, but what is rooted in the people is still the music. There's the this music. strong connection, this drive, you, you see, know, regarding the spirit. That's the thing. You know, the as much as they they broke their mortal flesh, they couldn't break their spirit. Music is a spiritual thing. You know, so wherever our people went, I usually like to use the word our people or my people went to. Inside of them, despite the torture, the suffering, the killing, the music was intact. In fact, the music was the was the weapon of warfare and liberation and all that. You know, it was always there, and you can always point out, there was a, the first time I watched um, this movie, Dance With Me, it was um, uh, was Julie, Jennifer Lopez and one Cuban guy, I can't remember his name like that. And when this Cuban guy started, yeah, I was just laughing, you know, because this is not different from the high life you hear from West African coast of Ghana and Nigeria. Like my 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 father had tons of EPs, right? That so they are not, they are not any different. So if I come in the midst of a Caribbean gathering, the music can't sound any strange to me. It's something that I'm used to. It's not because I've been there. It's, See, these things are interrelated, you know, so. <laughs> I, I still trying to wrap my mind around it, yeah. like, like the, the, the vibe, the energy and, and, um, how 
you have someone from Nigeria who's never heard Caribbean music and and the Caribbean music when you trace it back reconnects to Africa reconnects to Nigeria and Ghana as you said and it, it's just amazing to me like this this changed my whole concept because we have something called Gos Gospelitzel, right? Mm-hmm. In the Caribbean. And I never really appreciated um gospel calypso because of because I was so accustomed to the secular version of calypso. Mm-hmm. I like could not I struggled to accept it, you know, mm-hmm. because of the beats and and stuff like that. And I love African um, music. Yeah. You know, I, I know there are so many different styles. There are different traditions. There, there are different continents and stuff there. But when I listen to Zulu, African music. Yeah, South African. You know, mm. Yeah, like th- there's the harmonies are just rich. There, mm-hmm. There's very, very rich harmonies. When, when you listen to acapella african music it yeah. it just blows your mind because what a lot of africans have over a lot of uh musicians in the european world don't stone me please <laughs> is that the the music is so pure is 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 pure is extremely genuine mm. it comes from a very organic place where you would hear these Africans expressing how they're feeling. Exactly. Um, be, be it the uh, rhythms, be it the harmonies, be it whatever. And sorry to cut in, but you know, suffering has a way of bringing out a, a deep part of creativity that you never knew was there. Like It's like passion. It has a yeah. way of bringing out certain passion. You, you know, you... Taking you back to my concert you talked about, you know, some of those songs sound South African in, in nature. I've never been to South Africa, even though I've had a few South African music. But the harmonic structure is not different from the harmonic structure of my tribal people in West Africa. Hmm. So I could relate to that. You see that, so that takes me back to what I was telling you about the, the relationship between Caribbean and Af- Africa and all. That. It's see, it's basically the same people. You know what's interesting? <laughs> like, I, I mean, there's so many rich history here because, like, even when you have Africans, a set of Africans that were transferred from Africa to America, mm-hmm. and they're in the fields and doing the cottons and and. People call it Negro spirituals and 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 stuff like that. They're in the mm-hmm. ground singing together as they mm-hmm. work. Like I believe that is why the success over generations of people, when music has been so successful, been successful and yes. powerful, mm-hmm. and no offense to Caucasian people, they were trying their best to try to do it themselves as in try to you know even recent times try to sing with that depth but it's not there it's just not it's there. just not there because mm. like there are some that will surprise you 
but I've found that I'm I'm trying to be really careful with what what I'm trying to say in the end. Yeah, but in, I I I do get I do get you. I I believe some of them will, will also understand where we are coming from. And when it, I give you a simple example, we we are very rhythmic in in nature with whatever we do. Mm-hmm. Right, put a beat like this. Give it to a six-month-old. That child will nod according to that beat. Mm-hmm. That's it's it's a natural thing with blacks. The Caucasians mm-hmm. are very melodic. Their melodies are beautiful. Yes, you understand. You see them weave beautiful melodies. Fine, but we we have a combination of. All three. We have the melodies. We have the reading. We and and we we by nature we 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 seem to emphasize more on our rhythmic uh, abilities. Even the way we write our songs. That's why you see the syncopations and all those things happening. It's all rhythmic. You know. Go watch the videos of. Be it blacks in Caribbean or Africa, go watch their their music video. You you see now they they are beginning to copy these things, which is a very good thing. And but for us, maybe when we when we meet God, He will explain to us how He did that. But for the thing is just is just the natural gift that we have, so it's nothing to be sorry about. I mean, what was interesting is that God created everything differently Mm -hmm. like i always use the flowers as an example you you have tulips you have roses you have violets you have some flowers they're Mm -hmm. different they're very beautiful in their own right but they're different like different like while i listen to majority of caucasian musicians i've heard most of their vocals are very relaxing Mm -hmm. they have this relaxing type of vocal that is very smooth soothing you know it, mm-hmm. it may not be they may not have a lot of them that are able to to do jazz or you know do wrist and runs even in recent times there there are some that would would jump you but naturally they, they, their style is more smooth and, and and stuff and some people may consider it a bit bland um mm-hmm. and stuff but there are times where i can i there there are days where i can listen to a caucasian musician and it's like a massage at the spa you know <laughs> maybe, maybe you listen to, to a caucasian musician i'm I'm serious you know that that's that is yeah. a compliment it's a good thing it's a very good mm-hmm. thing you know when you listen to uh a black african or somebody from panama or brazil who mm-hmm. may not necessarily would have come from Africa, you know, yeah. their, their style, they're very similar to Africans, African, you know, yes. where there's a lot of rhythm, there's a lot of movement Reading, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and stuff that you can exercise to, you can run to, um, you know, de-stress to in a different way, you know. So, so it's like everybody has a, a, a phenomenal part to play regarding of, what they bring to the table to the as their yes. gift, you know, because every there's a reason why God does not didn't make us all the same, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. It will be boring, 
if if everybody was the same and there's a reason in god's wisdom that he created every single group of people to be different and to bring difference to the table that 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 difference is found in harmonies mm-hmm. if you every i believe every musician sees elements of harmony even in creation in everything you do you see it blending they are they are different like you said but when they come together they are beautiful that's that's the basically what harmony is all about yep you know so <laughs> i i totally agree with you man yeah. i i think that i mean just a side note from what we were talking about i personally believe that once each group of people recognize the blend and the and the beauty of the blend and mm-hmm. not just in music but how we relate and connect to one relate another relate and connect with and, one another yeah, yeah as human beings and you know accept that okay this is your gift this is your role this is what you're good at this is my gift this is my role this is what I'm good at and just work together with folk this division and try to <laughs> do some crazy things to each other and, and and stuff and i think that's the reason what god is trying to do um going into this future season of of humanity for humanity mm. to understand that even though you look different from me you know we are all equal at the cross we 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 are so equal at the cross so says so the case man that um i've seen people that could play a wind instrument <laughs> mm-hmm. that is able to um even though they're they're not a singer or whatever they're great at what they do they're Caucasians that are great at playing playing the sax um mm-hmm. playing the trumpet playing the drums playing the bass you know and and stuff like that so it's like it's not a case that one is be- better than the other is the case the, that the style the is just different it's different yeah it's just and some different. of them also took their time and um, went and studied ethnomusicology right so mm. they leave their culture and go to a totally different usually african culture most times but not the other time but they go to this culture they live there they study their way of life they study everything just to understand their music so that's that's ethnomusicology so they they do that and then take it back home you know and come up with some of the technologies we found on the keys that's why you could you know see them do certain things and recreate that experience without having to go back there in in person and in the process they also imbibe some of those things so there are a few of them that have done that and it's 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 it has you know helped us quite a lot you know so mm. anyways yeah yeah we we just did a serious detour there <laughs> but um <laughs> But I mean Gabriel back to you uh regarding your music and and stuff and the heritage and the connection between Africa and the Caribbean and and mm. how it is so rich in history and beauty despite the ugliness that um 
us as a people have experienced. Mm. Like I was listening to one of your songs and I had to do a refresher where uh, this song, I live to praise you. And in the mm. chorus section of the song, it says, I live to praise you that you've made me. That's why I came. And while I was listening to that, for some reason, John chapter 17, verse 18 just came to mind uh, mm -hmm. while I was was listening to that. And I know some people are like, hey, John 17, chapter 18, Shane, what are you even talking about? You know, like, I'll, I'll give you a snippet of what um, John chapter 17 uh, verse 18 say just just a snippet you can do the rest as your homework for those who are listening listening mm -hmm. to us uh, so what it was saying is that as thou has sent me into the world even so i have also sent them into the world so mm -hmm. while while i was listening to to that song i was um that verse speak to me lowly like i was made i was created to serve you god and mm -hmm. and you placed me in this world to do this thing so even though that's a bit of my interpretation while you were mm -hmm. writing this song what inspired it where were you mentally emotionally and spiritually while you were writing this song okay um, thank you um i wrote that song um the chorus of that song was written first <laughs> and the verse later the chorus was written um july 2019 okay and then by august 2020 i wrote the verses and i remember exactly what led to me writing the verses so in 2019, I had gone, uh, I was to minister somewhere in Canada, in Fort Mac, particularly. As soon as I, I got there, they, you know, settled in and then went for rehearsal. As soon as I got into the church, I just went to the piano and I started singing. I live to praise you, that's why you made me. You know, so I wrote it down. And um, corresponding scriptures, I had two scriptures among many other scriptures that support that, that it's directly impacting that song. Um, the first one is Isaiah 43, verse um, 21. He said, These people have I formed for myself. They shall shew forth my praise. Uh, some other versions say this, the people which I have formed for myself, you know, they will show forth my praise. And then the second uh, scripture was Revelation 4.11, where, you know, when the angels and the elders were worshipping the Lamb and say, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor, for you have created all things. And for your pleasure, they are and were created. Mm. So the reason why God made us, he said, these people have I formed for myself, they shall shoot for my praise. And then in Revelation, they elaborated it the more. 
that the essence of our, our being created in the first place is to give God ple- pleasure. You know, so that's what inspired that song. As soon as I got in there, I'm like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is, I'm actually doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Go out there, you know, share the word of God, inspire and bless people using the gift of music. So I, that's why I wrote that song. I live to praise me, you, that's why you made me. I live to praise you, that's why I came. Mm. In my, so my heart will ever live to worship and adore you. I live to praise you, Jesus. You know, then the verse of the song talks about uh, an entirely different thing. You know, um, mask on, mouth shut. I need to think about that word. Mask on, mouth shut. Trying to stop me from praising your name. Mm. So I was talking about, in my own understanding, the spiritual significance of the mask being put on when when your mouth is muzzled you don't praise God you know you don't do much that's about but it went ahead to say no matter what it is I will praise you so I live to praise you irrespective of what situation we find ourselves there are a lot of things that seems to want to shut us up you know not not just the mask situations and other challenges can make you even even guilt sometimes, you know, self condemnation and all that can make you want to feel, you know what, I'm not worthy enough to do this and then you shut up. Mm. But the chorus reminds you that beyond all that, the principal reason why you are alive, David said the dead does not praise the the Lord. So the living, even the living shall praise you, but the dead cannot praise you. So I live to praise you because that's the principal reason why you created me. So that's that's just the message behind the song and that's what inspired it. That is beautiful, man. Um that is that is beautiful. You know, because it, it, it gives us uh removing the curtain to see the intimacy between you and God. Uh, regarding mm-hmm. that experience where, you know, you've recognized, you know, I haven't made myself, you know, God made me and, and this is the will of the mm-hmm. Father. This is the will of the Son and the Holy Spirit for me to carry this message out and to worship him for who he is, you he know, is. and mm-hmm. that that is amazing. Guys, you can listen to that on Spotify and you can get it at all digital outlets of, of that particular song. Um, mm, 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 mm. That's all I can say. Mm. <laughs> so, so I mean, I I must admit. Um, also, like while I was listening to, show them, I I mm. was, I was scr- wondering to myself if that was the Nigerian, um, language that you were singing in, with show them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was Pidgin English. So, um, Show Them was sung in, in three distinct dialects. Mm-hmm. So, Igbo dialects. I'm from the Igbo tribe in West Africa, Nigeria. And um, then Pidgin English, 
it's a combination of English language, like corrupt English, that is mixed with local dialects. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the third language is just the pure English that everybody understands. So, and it talks about when the enemy rises like a flood, the Lord will raise the standard. You know, but that song. I wrote that song last year around September. My father had just died. My father died in August. And then I, I usually work at night. If I'm not in the studio, I'm out there hustling with my vehicle or doing other things. So I got a message from my sister. My mother's BP has just gone up the roof. My mom has not been so healthy for the past two decades plus. But somehow the one that was healthy is the one who died first. Mm. You know, and then you know, she wouldn't sleep. She Her BP goes up, her blood level. She started having low, low sugar level and whatever. So a lot of things were happening at that time a lot of things that i i can't even share in this podcast for the purpose of time but it was like there is a a new level of warfare that was unleashed on me so that was i was driving that night and i was actually crying when i sang that song and the thing is that most times when I'm going through pressures, even when I'm praying, when I want to pray about things, God gives me songs. So I, I tend to react to everything using music, right? So it was a prayer. It says, show them, say, now you be God. That show them that you are God. That's my language saying that what you have said is what we will do or what God has decreed is what will happen. You know, so show them say now you be God in Hikurukani game. If you if you listen to further you hear when he says, Show them now you be say now you be God, no man can contend with you. So I was literally praying in that song, telling God, you know what? This battle is not me. They are fighting you, not me. So show them that you are God and show them that it is only your will, come rain or sunshine, that will be done. You know, so it came from a place of deep wound. You know, it was a prayer, you know, and honestly, after singing that song, I, it just, I had some really great relief, you know. Every time I listen to that song to go back to it, you listen. When the enemy rises like a flood, the Lord will raise a standard, my defenses of the Lord and all that, you know. So, and then the second verse talks about um, my the covenant God had with my father, you know. So, I'm, I was reminding God, this is the covenant you had with my father, and based on your covenant with him, show them, show the world, prove to the world that you are God, not just in my life but in in the life of my family, you know, and let them understand that it is. What you have decreed, you know, um, the scripture says, we see that decrees a thing and it comes to pass when the Lord has not ordained it, right? So, so it basically means singing, reminding God of his words that 
prove to them that this is you and it is what you have decreed or what you have allowed or what you permit or what you have said that will be done. Yep. Mm. Interesting. I I always enjoy hearing music in another language. I I wish I wish I wish I wish I wish I could sing in another language. I almost did it in Spanish one time. I almost did it, but I always love hearing African music in a different dialect. Mm. It, especially when you hear any harmonies, you know, in that mm. dialect. Oof. Oof. <laughs> Is is just an amazing, amazing thing, uh, and and while you you're talking about that, it crossed over perfectly to the last song, Covenant Keeper. And while I was listening to Covenant Keeper, this line spoke to me: "Your light, your light in the darkness." Mm. You could you could finish that line if you could remember. Your light, you're my light in the darkness. Show you me the way. Gently you picked me from the Marie clay, set my feet upon the rock. You know, uh, gave my heart a brand new song. You prepared a table in the presence of my enemies, filled my cup till it ran over. I wonder, walking God, that's who you are. You are the one who turned the life of Joseph around. You're the one who turned the life of Jephthah around. You're the one who turned the life of Jabez around. A wonder walking God, that's who you are. Then it goes back to my dialect. So means um miracle. You know. Okay. Or a walk a work a work of wonders. Some you know, a wonderful work, miracle. So I'm basically saying the same thing in English that I have said in my dialect. And then, Covenant Keeper, His praises I will sing forevermore. And that's in a reggae, in a, in a reggae genre, which is, if you, if you've, if you if you're taking notes, you know that I have a, a strong reggae influence in my singing. Whether I'm singing reggae or not, you could you could spot that. But yeah, but this song is was done in that genre, which is my favorite um, genre. Before we transition, I I'm curious to ask this question, seeing that we we touch on a lot of historical stuff here today. Regarding reggae, were you exposed? So reggae was happening in Africa. Uh, did they heard it from Jamaica, or is the case that reggae was indirectly rooted in Africa before it um, it transitioned to Jamaica? Because like historically, the Bob Marley era and before that, you know, they've been said for years, for decades, that reggae originated with Jamaicans. Mm. So I wanted to find out from you if certain rhythms were um, developed in Africa, mm. was it always there in Africa? Or is the case that the influence of the Jamaican music got back to Africa of the genre of rap? Um, yeah, first of all, um, this guy, Toots Hibbert, Toots Hibbert passed last year during this, in the last year or the year before last, Toots Hibbert. He was the one credited to have 
coined that word reggae first time ever so so that's that alone gives it give it its uh, jamaican origin but what the jamaicans never denied even like bob Marley and all that they never denied their roots from africa so reggae is a jamaican thing but wasn't strange to us we had our own um versions of reggae emanating from the influences we we picked from the jamaicans um, for me in particular if you listen to me very carefully you'll hear a lot of bob Marley's influence in my in my riffs you know growing up my dad some of my senior uncles they had lots of reggae Name it Bob Marley, Iroy, Uroy, uh, Yellow Man, Frankie Paul, Bounty Killer. And then when I started developing interest, I discovered others for myself. Guys like Freddie McGregor, Dennis Brown, you know, <laughs> uh, Ashward. Um, uh, what's this guy's name now? Um... You don't have to dread to be Rasta. Morgan Her- Heritage, Culture. I can name many of them. Bounty Killer, Sizzler, Elephant Man, <laughs> Shakademos and Plier. <laughs> I, can, I can go on and on. You know, Culture. Um, uh, what's his name? Luciano. No night in Zion, there is no night there. Oh, our Father wow. who art in heaven, Alloway. That's Bujubanton. You know, in Africa, reggae is so, so popular. And then some of us back home took that reggae and made it even more indigenous. A guy like Magic Fashek. Magic Fashek passed two years ago. He created... You should Google him. Created what they call Bangolo, Bangolo reggae. If you hear, hear him sing, he has the characteristics of Bob Marley in his vocal style. Just like you will feel the characteristic of Peter Tosh when you listen to Lucky Dubey. So we got these things from from Jamaica of a truth, but we added our own element. So if you listen to in Nigerian reggae, except the person really want to go um, purely classical reggae. You hear influences of Nigerian music and all that in it. So you guys have guys like, uh, like I mentioned, Magic Fashek, Oritswiliki, Raskimono, Righteous Man, Bucci, name them, many of them. You know, so, yeah. I've I've learned I've learned a lot of new stuff today, guys. I'm, I'm learning. I'm just sitting here and just in awe in 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 some of the history, the exchange between Africa and the Caribbean and and some parts of of America as well. And th- this area of of it's in the lyrics today. I mean, we bend the rules a little bit. Uh, we touch a lot on arrangement. A little, uh, almost as much of the lyrics or even a bit more. So 
I'm gonna. I have a quick challenge for you, uh, Gabriel.、Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna see if you're able to write a song on the spot.、Uh, <laughs> where, where are we gonna, where are we gonna do like a、uh, freestyle?、Uh, this is my favorite part of the show,、uh, where I just call a word and you're able to do a few sentences of、uh, lyrics. On the spot. I hope my, my brain is not too rusty. Let's try and see if I can pass your test. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, my first word is leaf. Leaf. Like、mm-hmm. L E A F. Yeah, leaf on the tree. Hmm. <laughs> I'll pass. Let's do another one. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. That was a. Come on. This is the first. This is the first. Okay. Light. Light. Light is my next. Oh, yeah. Light. That's good. <laughs> okay, so. The light of your presence guides me. It showed me the path to tread. The light that shines through the darkness, lead me, leading me safely ashore. Something like that. <laughs> okay, that was that was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was pretty good.、Um, Nat's word, shelter. Oh. Oh. You're my shelter. In this town, the place I run for safety. You're my shelter all the time. Jesus, the Lamb upon the throne. This, Look, you have a song. <laughs> you, have, you have a song.、Uh, maybe this, this style, because I'm having guitar, I seem to be going in a particular way. <laughs> Sounds、wow. like a cowboy or something. <laughs> <laughs> you ever did country music? Yes. Okay. I, I have. See, the only、okay. genre of music I haven't written a few. I haven't, I haven't done rap. I've written country music. I have,、uh, in fact, my playing guitar was because of country music. In our radio station back in the days, this guy, Dom Williams, and Kenny Rogers, Dan Seal. So, and I, I, I loved the way the guitars w a s being played, Dolly Parton. Okay.、Uh, Cut off many colors. Back to the ages when I go wondering once again. And all those things. So, <laughs> okay, so okay. it was actually, yeah, country music that made me pick up guitar for the first time.、Mm. If I delved into other, a little bit of jazz and other, other things, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, I have one more word for you.、Mm-hmm. I have one more word for you. 
running. <laughs> I'm running. I'm running. I'm running to the Savior's presence. Where I found peace I'm running to my Savior's presence There I found joy I'm running to my Savior's praise and where I found peace. Oh, <laughs> there I found joy. Amen. Uh, just to give you guys a heads up, he just freestyled that. Um, <laughs> It's not a song. You just freestyled <laughs> out on the spot. Th this is how we do it. It's in the lyrics. So, so yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Gabriel, for the story, your experience, um, what God is doing in your life. Thank you for uh, having How me. God inspired you and blessed you with, with these musical gifts and experience. Um, I don't want to... I'm, I'm going to try my best not to put you on the spot. Mm-hmm. So, is there any new music coming from you anytime soon? Yes. Um, I have a number of new music that I've recorded. Some finished, some still in the process of being finished. One of which is the, um, the one I just sent to you. It's called Thank You, Jesus. I call it the Easter Salsa. And... Um, it should be out by Easter Sunday morning, hopefully, by the grace of God. It has really some beautiful syncopation. And, you know, so look out for that. There are other ones. Um, if I have a thousand tongue, is another song. Emailer is another song. There's a number of songs coming out pretty soon. Wow. So, so these songs that you've released in the last year, are there is a full, is this going to be like a second album after the live um, and stuff? Because it's like you're dropping music like water, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm intentionally doing that because... Um, I came to a point where I realized that there's no need keeping this music back. First of all, God didn't give you the music for you to enjoy it alone. Mm. It's not even for you. It's for someone out there. It could be for one person. It could be for a million people. Mm -hmm. That the music has the capacity to change their lives or impact them. So holding it back is being selfish. You know, mm. and also denying people of the opportunity they have to be blessed mm. you know, by what God has given you. So 
um, the the pandemic kind of opened my eyes to the fact that uh, no, you you don't have to keep waiting. I'm I'm a perfectionist, which is really very could be very detrimental to us creative people because we create really beautiful things, but one small thing will say no, we don't want. So I have to retrain myself to say, you know what, let it go. So that's why if I if I once I'm done with any song now, I don't wait to make it an album. I just throw it out there. And thankfully the feedbacks I've gotten, the reaction I've gotten from people shows me that they are being blessed by it and that's just the the goal. Eventually yeah. I might have to come to a point where I'm, I'm going to do a concert and just do those songs in a live concert or put them together as previously released songs but in an album mm-hmm. or maybe right now I have at least about four or five songs that I haven't completed I can decide I'm, I, I I don't just feel the need to release a full album okay you know so that's why I just keep going but when the time comes that I need to work on an album sure I will do that the songs are there, but the leading is not there yet. Mm. Understood. Uh, where can people find you on social media? I know there are persons that are listening, that a, a new audience that are now hearing you for the first time, as in, yo, this Gabriel guy is really cool. Like, I really would like to get more information or to connect with him. Thank you. You can find me on Instagram at official simply Gabriel. The same name it's on Facebook, Simply Gabriel. The same name at Simply Gabriel Twitter. I'm usually not I'm not much into Twitter, but I have a Twitter account. Yeah, so but my Instagram is pretty active. Facebook is also active. So I'll be glad to see you go with me through this journey. And hopefully I'll be a blessing to you by God's grace. Yep. And also subscribe to his YouTube channel uh, as well. And on same name, Spotify, same name on Spotify, same name uh, to find him and support him, support his ministry, his music. He has some rich, rich music, guys. And I personally know that you will be blessed. I know that for sure. I have experienced his music. It's been such a blessing, even though I'm still waiting for my favorite song to get released. <laughs> but um, I, I'll wait. I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy the, the meal while I get my dessert. I'm waiting for my dessert to, to come. Thank you. So Thank you for your and, patience. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, and, and for those persons that um, are listening to us for the first time, uh, what we are doing that it's in the lyrics is that you can find a playlist of all of the guests that we would have on the show will be on Spotify as a playlist. This is in turn to help support the musicians and their music um, because they depend on royalties and the stuff regarding their music. So every time you stream their music on Spotify, it supports the musician. So thank you guys for being a part of It's In The Lyrics until the next episode. See you later. Thank you.
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, 